handful of chips, move them forward, upping the ante by 250,000 pounds. It wasn't a small bet, but neither was it huge. Over five million pounds had already been wagered tonight. Johann's loss to Cristiano's gain. Eyes narrowing, Cristiano watched as Samantha approached the table, watched one long, loose, blonde tendril slide forward on her shoulder, dangle across her breast. He envied the curl, longed to take it, twine it around his fingers, and then dip it between her full breasts. Cristiano reached for his whiskey, sipped it, let the heat and fire warm him, wanting Samantha. She made him feel curious, carnal, intent on possession. She crouched now at Johann's side, her velvet cloak pushed back on her shoulders, her slim bare arms extended, her hands on Johann's thigh. Her hands didn't belong on Johann's thigh. Her hands belonged on his. Cristiano's gaze moved from her bare arms to her shoulders, to her deep cleavage revealed by the plunging neckline of her white evening gown. Leisurely, he let his gaze travel up, along the smooth column of her throat, to her firm rounded chin and jaw, the curve of cheekbone and the worry in her blue eyes. The worry was also there in the faint line between her perfect arched brows, as well as in the press of her lipsticked mouth, her beauty delicate and yet painfully pinched. Angels shouldn't be so tormented, he thought, finding his chair suddenly uncomfortable, just as his body felt too hard and tight. He imagined kissing her full mouth until it softened beneath his, saw her lying naked in his bed, her slender limbs stretched out beneath him, her delicate gold necklace the only thing she wore. But his blonde Joan of Arc was on a mission, and she was oblivious to all but Johann as she spoke to him, her voice but a murmur of soft sound. Cristiano couldn't hear what she said to Johann von Bergen, but the Baron made no effort to lower his voice. Go, Johann told her, tone cold, blunt. Go back home where you're supposed to be. But she didn't go. She continued to crouch at Johann's side, whispering urgent words only the Baron could hear, words that only angered him further. I don't need a mother, he said, slapping his cards down. I already had one, and I don't need you. You've done nothing for me. Two dark pink blotches stained her cheeks. Silently she regarded him, face flushed, chin lifted, painful dignity. Then, without another word, she slipped off her cloak, handed it to the gentleman at the door, and took a chair, sitting behind Johann. During the next hour and a half, Christiana watched her. He liked watching her. She'd been beautiful six months ago, but she was even more stunning tonight. He'd have her, soon, very soon, even if she was another man's wife. Cristiano folded his cards, tossed them onto the table, and leaned back, content to use the time to watch his woman, because she was his. She was everything he wanted, young, sleek, sexy, and unavailable, the unavailable aspect he found especially seductive. It was good to feel tempted, seduced. It felt good to want something, someone. It made him feel period, and God knows he didn't feel much of anything anymore. Lashes lowered, 
He watched Baroness Van Bergen now, as again she whispered more urgent words to her husband. But her husband was ignoring her. Foolish man, Cristiano thought derisively. Foolish man to marry such a woman and then ignore her. Because there was beauty, and then there was beauty. And Johann's young blonde wife wasn't your run-of-the-mill beauty, but something finer, rarer. Cristiano called Johann's bluff, forcing the Baron to show his cards. Nothing. It was all Cristiano could do to hide his contempt. Johann was gambling his life away. What a fool! A gambling man understood risks and took them. A gambling man understood wins and losses. But Johann wasn't a true gambler. He didn't understand risk, and he didn't understand loss. But Cristiano did. He knew what it was to win, and he knew what it was to lose, and he didn't like losing. So he didn't. Not anymore. Hadn't lost in so long that he'd almost, almost forgotten the bitter taste. Almost. But not quite. And that faint but bitter taste of loss still burned his tongue as it burned his heart and made him take, risk, and win. It was conquering. It was plundering. It was... He reached for the cards just dealt him. Revenge. Sam sat behind Johann, her gaze fixed on his new hand of cards, seeing what he was seeing, wondering if he was as nervous as she. He had terrible cards, absolutely nothing in his hand, and yet he was sitting there playing as if he held only aces in his hand. God, Johann, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Playing? Stomach in knots, hands folded on her knee, Sam drew a deep breath, her white jersey dress with the gold spaghetti straps pulling tightly across her shoulders. The villa was gone, the bank account emptied, there was nothing left to wager. With a cry of disgust, Johann tossed his cards onto the table, showing what he had. Nothing. Three sevens. Sam bit the inside of her cheek to hide her shame. Three sevens. He'd bet and lost their home with his three sevens. God forgive him. Where was his common sense, his survival instinct? What kind of fool was he? I'm out, he said, sitting back running his hand across his darkly tanned face. Johann, an Austrian baron, playboy and fixture on the Monte Carlo scene, diligently maintained his deep tan by sunbathing daily on the pool terrace, usually with a stiff cocktail at his side. I've nothing else, Bartolo. Thank God, Sam thought, eyes burning, body alternately hot and cold. He was done. It was over. Let them go home now and figure out what they were going to do. Johan, be quiet, he snapped. She flushed, bit her tongue, knowing the man called Bartolo watched and listened to everything. She knew Bartolo had watched her tonight, too, had felt his gaze rest on her repeatedly, and each of his inspections grew longer, heavier, more personal, until she thought she'd scream for relief. He made her feel strange. He made her feel alone and hopelessly vulnerable. It wasn't a way she wanted to feel, not now, not ever. But now Bartolo smiled lazily as he laid down his own cards. You were on a winning streak for a while. I nearly had you, Johann agreed, 
signaling for another round of drinks. Sam's hands tightened on her knee, convulsively squeezing her kneecap. No more liquor, she prayed. No more liquor tonight. Let's just go, Johan. Let's leave here. So close, Bartolo said. Sam hated Bartolo then, realizing for the first time that he had been expertly baiting Johan tonight, egging him on. But for what purpose? He'd already stripped Johan of everything— House, wealth, respect. What else was there to take? Johann nodded. So close. He paused, studied the other man. One more hand, he proposed, taking the bait. The air bottled inside Sam's chest and her nails dug into her hands. Damn Bartolo and damn Johann. Johann couldn't be serious. He couldn't possibly think he'd win, not playing Bartolo and certainly not after drinking. Johan, shut up, Johan said without looking at her. She flushed with fresh shame, but she wasn't going to shut up, wasn't going to let this slaughter continue. Bartolo was amoral, but she knew what was right, and this wasn't right. Come home with me now, Johan, please. I told you to shut up, Johan snapped. The heat scorched her face. It was humiliating being here, humiliating running after a man, begging a man to stop, think, pay attention. But she'd do what she had to do. She'd do anything for little Gabriella. Johan, she pleaded softly. Johan ignored her, but Bartolo looked at her, a long, measured look that went straight through her, a look that said he was merciless and proud, hard and unforgiving, ruthless. Savage. Bloodthirsty.